This is the California Liberty Project Podcast. So welcome back to the California Liberty Project Podcast. Once again, my name is Greg. I appreciate all of you being here on Apple Podcasts, where a lot of you are, on Spotify, um, Audible, some other places, Google Podcasts. And of course, for those of you who are looking for the video product, I am trying to be more uh, consistent with that and put out more of these episodes whenever I can on YouTube and on Rumble. So check us out on our YouTube and Rumble channels at California Liberty Project. So thank you once again for being here. And I've got a returning guest today, really excited to speak with Tatum Shank of Hollywood for Freedom. Um, we've met online and we've talked to Tatum before and his wife, and they're doing great work over there at Hollywood for Freedom. I'm really glad to be joined by Tatum once again. And uh, Tatum, welcome back to the California Liberty Project podcast, first of all. So thank you. Hey, Greg. Thanks for having me. No, this is great. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course. So once again, for, for maybe some of the newer folks, um, yeah. newer listeners um, who didn't hear our previous podcast on the show, tell us a little bit about the great work that Hollywood for Freedom is doing, uh, what your organization is about, and um, right. anything else that we need to know about Hollywood for Freedom. Yeah, so Hollywood for Freedom came out of um, a lot of frustration just in the industry in, in general, like where it was going like with the woke propaganda and all the crazy that's been happening over the last five or six years. Um, so there was a group of us that got together and started wanting to create content for ourselves, stuff, the moral compass. Um, shortly after we kind of started meeting, I actually got hired on a project then fired cause I wouldn't take that shot. That shot. I refer to it as that, that shot. Cause it's just, right. that's what it was. It was a Which shot. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> shot. Right. I mean, you know, yeah. The, so, the shot, but, uh, so I got fired and then the next day we, you know, we realized that I'm not the only one this is happening to. So we started speaking out and Hollywood for Freedom was born out of that. And we just, be, we started out as just a, a point of um, just a place for people to come and, and know that they weren't alone and that there was what happening to them. We wanted to hear from them and we wanted to connect with them. And we started doing like events and gatherings and we realized early on that this is more than just, we have to get together and, and you know, give a place for people to meet. And, and feel like they aren't alone, but also we got to create our own content and, and really ramp that up and be able to create our own universe, if you will, uh, a parallel economy to Hollywood. And that's what we're doing. Like that's the, the bigger picture, you know, fast forward two years and we're, uh, you know, we have 500, over 500 people in our database, industry professionals that are tired of the woke propaganda nonsense. They, you know, they, uh, and also, you know, don't agree with the mandates and the, all the, crap that they try to put on us, you know, uh, over the last couple of years. So we want to create a, um, an environment, if you will, where we can create products with moral, a moral compass and outside of uh, mandates and protocols and a, away from the Hollywood system, right? The old Hollywood is dead. Yes. It's dying. You, you've been seeing it. Uh, we're creating that new Hollywood over here and, and doing our own thing, right? And not beholden to them and whatever, crazy pandemic shows up next year right and they want to reinforce all the rules and stuff like that so yes. that's hollywood for freedom so you know it's a free thinking a group of free thinkers um and just looking to stand up for rights values and uh you know traditional american values yeah which 
Sounds totally great. Sounds totally common sense too, and almost nonpartisan. I feel like, man, yep. this thing doesn't have to be partisan at all. Um, do you feel like you even have some maybe uh, old line Democrats or liberals who who might have uh, have joined up with you guys just because they don't like kind of the persecution of their their fellow uh, colleagues, actors, and professionals? Yeah, like, I'm, well, I mean, the, the Democrat Party really isn't what it used to be, right? Like, no. they, it's been hijacked by all this crazy, right? Right. And, for me and for us, it kind of comes down to it's good versus evil, and evil is 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 taking over that party. Yes, right. Like, right. I mean, look, I'm not a big government guy one way or the other. I don't. There's there's crazy people on both sides. Just like the Republican side, there's a little for more views, I guess, that should line up with. But they're, they still do stupid stuff. You know, they're yes. they're just right. crazy. Like, but uh, but the Democrat Party is. Yeah, it's I, and I think they've got to like they're trying to figure it out too. It's like, oh my gosh, we're all, you know, we've been taken over by this evil elite. I don't know what you call it, but it's uh, it's not good. <laughs> you know, it's uh, like, not good is a great way to describe it. Yes, <laughs> I mean, globalist cabal of uh, of creeps, cretins, and uh, yeah, just, bad guys. T- t- total evil, right? It's, and it's, and it's, and it's a, so we're in a battle of good versus evil. It's spiritual warfare. I mean, it's, we're talking about that at our church all the time. Like it, we're literally seeing spiritual warfare uh, come to life like more and more every single day. How can it get crazier? But it does. And it's the only way to explain it is that evil is trying to just take away any possible good and fight against the good that is still out there. And there's a large, there's, there's plenty of people out there. Right. I mean, look, yeah. God wins in the end. Right. Like, you know right. what I mean? But yes, uh, we evil, know how this ends. Yeah. But evil is still going to try to do its thing. And they're doing a number on the democratic party. I'll be honest with you. Like, well, Tato, let me, let me ask you um, yeah. just because you mentioned something right there, your church, you guys are having discussions. Okay. So it's like, pause right there. I like to hear that. So this is actually being discussed by by your pastor, your priest, where you where you worship. I think one that's powerful and that's really important and necessary these days. And two, yeah. well, maybe the flip side is it's all too rare. There are too many yeah. churches, I think, where they say, "Oh, we don't." Maybe to their credit, in the old days, you know, they're kind of thinking, "Oh, that's too political. We don't want to do politics." And of course, yeah, churches shouldn't be doing pol- you know, partisan politics or Democrat versus Republican, of course. Yeah. But yeah. we are we're through the looking glass over here. And I think there are too many Christian churches um in general, speaking very general, you know, uh, whether that's Catholic, yeah. Orthodox, Protestant, born again, too many Christian churches are just avoiding this as if we're still living in 1985. Like, well, we don't want to talk politics. Yeah. It's beyond politics, as you said. It's almost it really a, a battle of good versus evil. And the forces of good or people who are trying to do good are being gaslit and lied to and made to feel isolated, I think. Yeah. Um, but I like to hear that. I mean, feel free to expound on that yeah, as much no, as I you mean, want, we, but that's good news. Yeah, for sure. And in our, our church, I mean, you know, when the lockdowns happened right three years ago, like every, and we, for the first, you know, a couple of weeks, we're like, okay, we, we don't really know, but. Very soon, uh, you know, very right away, like you started to see like, wait a minute, something's not right. This is not, this isn't like the, you know, 
what was that movie with Dustin Hoffman? Like Outbreak. You remember that movie? No, oh, Outbreak. Out- yeah. This is not like, Marathon outbreak. Man. No, Outbreak. Yeah. Outbreak. No, this is not Outbreak. Marathon. Tootsie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember that one too. But no, I was thinking more Outbreak, right? There's not, that's not what's going on here. So our church, it was March, April. By May, our church had a tent in the courtyard and we were meeting in person again. Right. Good. So yeah. like within two yeah. months, like um, it just wasn't. It just made it make enough sense to, to like, you know, and the mask and this and all. Oh, don't get me going on those, that whole thing. And so, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, they were, our church never bought into that whole, like, and, and then the word for this year for our church is spiritual warfare. It's, there's a battle Good. going on and we're seeing more and more of that. And more and more people are like, something else has to explain this. Like, cause that's, that's just evil stuff that's going on. Right. Yes. Like, yeah. And you're telling me, I mean, like Sound of Freedom. What a, what a great movie. What a great way to like expose that issue, right? Incredible. And people are fighting against that, like saying it's like, no, oh, you know, I, I saw a clip from like six years ago when the actual operation went down. Like they were covering it. Like, oh, look at this. They saved some kids. This is great. You know, and then here we are six years later. It's like, oh, they made this up. It's a lie. It's QAnon or it's whatever. QAnon. Like, what yeah, it's QAnon. Yeah, it's all those MAGA people. Like Six what? years ago, you literally reported on the actual event that this st- movie is talking about. And now they're like, this is crazy. It doesn't happen. It's, you know, it's evil people. And, and it's, and it's not Greg, this is the thing. It's not the people necessarily. It's their, I think that they've been duped and they've been fooled by the enemy. Yeah. Like they don't even realize that the enemy has their mind and they're being controlled by the enemy and they just don't see it. That's we right. are on a, yeah, if I can interject with a metaphor Please. there, um, I'm Catholic and this one's from Pope Francis and I got to admit Pope Francis is not my favorite Pope, you know, he's, but all putting all that aside, I think this yeah. is a beautiful metaphor that we, with our fellow man, mankind, that is men and women, um, <laughs> with our fellow man, we, we're on a battlefield, right? And this is a spiritual war, but he likened this to, we're all supposed to be like battlefield medics. If you if one of us takes shrapnel, if one of its gets gets uh, metaphorically shot in the shoulder or you know uh, injured somehow, we go over to that person. Are we supposed to? We, we want the best for that our our fellow man. We want the best for for that person, and we pick them up and we drag them to safety off the battlefield. In the most beautiful way, in a pure way, that's what we all are for each other. We're all sinners. Mm-hmm. We all mess up, but yeah. it's like oh my gosh, some people have bought into the spirit of the age or the lies much more than I think a lot of other people. And I, I think people like you and me and, you know, our listeners and our friends and colleagues, I think sometimes we're thinking like, how did, how did you buy into that lie? Or like you're referencing there with the sound of freedom, like how did protecting children and fighting against child sex trafficking, pretty much the worst thing in the world, right. how did that become so-called partisan? How does that become like, Oh, it's just those QAnon MAGA people. And it's like, what? Are you yeah. kidding me? That's yeah. where we're at in, in 2023 America. How do you explain this other than pure spiritual warfare or we're in a cold civil war, Tatum? Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's true also. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. Like civil, like civil war is not outside the realm of something that this country could be at in the next couple of years like literally god like forbid it, right it's yeah. so divided it's so split right it's so divided and it's like yeah i don't even know i mean i don't even know how to 
Um, yeah, well, it's heavy duty, right? Yeah. And it's nobody wants a hot civil war. Nobody wants outbreaks of violence or anything like that, needless yeah. to say. But yeah, we are so far apart right now. I feel mm. like the country, when you look at you know the sound of freedom phenomenon, yeah. or you know, sometimes I even think about this example with our elections. Like we we seem to despise each other so much, and I just mean generally, you know, people so on the so-called right and people on the so-called left. Yeah. Um, and I know those are problematic categories sometimes, but nonetheless, sometimes we seem to be at such great odds. You know, like take what happened in the, the Pennsylvania senatorial election. They despise the option of the other side so much that Democrats elected someone who was mentally compromised, who had had a stroke, someone who's disabled. They elected a man who can't even speak. And I'm not making light of his stroke or his, no, no. his handicap, but that's how much it was unacceptable to get even a, even a vanilla, plain, loosey-goosey so-called Republican, Dr. Oz. They couldn't have that so much that they elected someone disabled to the Senate. To me, that's emblematic of, oh my gosh, these two sides, you know, so-called sides and scare quotes, these two sides are like irreconcilable. Yeah, in my mind. No, how do I, you come back from that? I don't know. I, I, I'm, I have no idea. Like that's that's crazy. But and then I mean, look at. I mean, Biden like is just a, he's like a zombie, like walking around. Like he's not. I mean, look at the guy. Like there's no. Yeah. I mean, there's no chance that he runs for re-election, right? Like I mean, I know they got to figure something out over there, but. I don't know. They got, they pushed Fetterman over the line. They could push this weekend at Bernie's president. Like how do you, even if you're on that side, how do you not see that this guy has literally like dementia or something? And I, and I don't make light of that. I'm just, it's like, he's clearly not all there. Yeah. He's just clearly not. And it's just, I mean, you know, leave the guy. He's he's the Manchurian geezer essentially. Right. Right. I don't know what to say. Yeah. Um, let me ask you about something uh, more unifying, um, kind of to, to flip this around a little bit. Um, you and I recently got to meet in person at a great event yeah. um, at a nefarious uh, movie screening yeah. at Godspeak Church over in Newberry Park. Um, and that was, of course, sponsored and, and put on in part largely by Hollywood for Freedom. Uh, tell the audience about about that event or if you'd like that movie and Hollywood for freedoms kind of role in, in putting on this event. And can we expect more of these types of great events um, in, in the near future? Tatum? Yeah, well, I hope so. To answer that last question, I hope so because it, and it, and it just depends on the content, right? It depends on the content, the film, the kind of movie that we want to support. Right. And right. there's, there's, there's things that are happening and there's things that are starting to come out. Um, but we do want to do more things like that. Uh, but the content's got to be right, right? It's got to, it's sure. Gotta, we've got to be able to really want to back a movie and support it, which with Nefarious, we have from the beginning. Yes. I heard about it, um, you know, listening to Steve Dace. We were talking about this offline. Like, listen to Steve Dace's podcast. You know, I mean, he's, he's a truth seeker, right? He's out there every day fighting for the truth and, and battling um, for that. And, and he's the executive producer of the movie. He wrote the book that it was based on. So I was hearing about it, right? So I reached out, I reached out to him um, and said, "Hey, we want to help you support that movie and, and ever we can on this side." So we kind of got jumped in the fight to kind of get that thing, you know, in the theatrical release. Like we were supporting that when it when it happened, and all the oh man, talk about spiritual warfare! So many crazy things that happened, yeah. um, making that movie, and even you know up until current day, right? Like 
not to get off on a tangent, but back to the event. So, so that's how we kind of came to support that movie because, because of the, first of all, the message, like it's so appropriate for the time we're living in right now. I mean, the, yes. the message of that movie, so like right on. Right. And, and he wrote the book. So he wrote the book. That's almost prophetic, right? He wrote that book six, seven years ago. Yes. And at the time he, it was probably like, you know, I don't know about that. But then, then six, you know, fast forward seven years later and this stuff is literally all happening, you know? So now right. you have the, the movie talking about all those things, super important. The message it was very well done. Like, uh, believe entertainment. Those guys are awesome. They, they got that thing done. Uh, and, yeah. and it, it looks good. It's acted the writing, the whole thing, right. It was awesome. And yes. then just how they did it, how they did it at the height of COVID, no vaccine mandate, no mass protocols. So all the way around, that's the kind of movie that we want to support and get behind and do whatever we can. Right. So, I mean, it's streaming right now. Go watch Defarious on all the different platforms. It's there, you know? Oh, for sure. Support this content. Absolutely. Yeah. So as far as that, putting that event together, it was, it was, that was awesome. I mean, it was through, I think they 350 in the sanctuary, another 50 or so in the overflow room. I mean, it was a packed house and yeah. um, you were there, like you just a chance to run into people and yeah, it was a, it was just a really good event. And I'm, I'm glad that we were able to do that. And, you know, Steve and, and Chris Jones, the other producer and, and, um, Jordan, you know, one of the actors that came out to the oh, yeah. day after that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. It was cool actually, because, um, you know, we got to meet and chat with Steve or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, um, it, that, that was great. He was really cool. Very gracious. And, you know, running into friends and, um, you know, and familiar faces was cool. And then this was funny too. I'll tell you this Tatum. So, I was, uh, I was hungry after the, you know, after the movie. So yeah. we went over to, I don't know, like a nearby in and out, you know, before we, before we headed home and I went in, you know, to grab our food or whatever. And, um, you know, we were talking about the movie and then I look up in the line and there's, there's a familiar face and I'm like, okay, that's cool. Wait, wait a minute. And we kind of locked eyes and, you know, it was Jordan Belfi. Yeah, he kind of pointed Jordan. over to me, he, he pointed over to me and he's like, wait, you were just at the screening, right? That's and so we funny. didn't even have a chance to talk. I mean, I might have sh- oh, shaked his, shook his hand, yeah. but um, it was cool. He kind of recognized me. I recognized him. Certainly, I'm like, oh, you're Jordan Belfi. You know, you played. Um, I think it was uh, was it James, the character's name, yeah, James, the yeah. psy- psychiatrist, yeah. kind of the of this world kind of materialist yeah. psychiatrist. And it was really cool because he was such a nice guy, so gracious. We ended up talking, you know, in line for like um, eight or ten minutes, and. He mentioned he kind of grew up nearby and he, he said they used to try to rush over to this in and out at lunch um, in high school. And it was cool. I mean, it was it was really oh, wow. fun, but it was totally random. I got to meet like one of the two leads um, yeah. from from the film and chat with him in an in and out. So it was that was kind of that's a cool so bonus. It's a great that's a great story. Yeah, because I I kind of walked him out at, at the end of the night there and we had a, a, a lengthy conversation just talking about all kinds of different things. And uh, yeah. super down to earth guy, really, really nice, very gracious and like you said and all those guys right steve and chris to be up there and just they stood and they 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 talked to every single person that wanted to talk to them after the fact yeah now the question is i i want to know how that went the next day because they went they went out i was thinking our vet was big and uh, you know well done and everything yeah did did you hear about the next day when he went out with a jack hibbs church out in uh on Gino Hills. Or, oh yeah, I heard. I heard they have thousands there. Or something oh is that right? They have I think huge crowd. I think. Well, I think the sanctuary holds like three. I thought it was five. I think it holds like three thousand, but they had like like seven overflow rooms or something. They must have had you know, five thousand people. Like insane, wow. right? Crazy amount of people over there. So he, he was able to, you know, 
Steve did, uh, I don't know if he did a Q and a after for them. He, he did something like he was, he, he came up and talked about it or something after the fact, but um, another a great uh, event, right. And just people hungry for this kind of content. Oh yeah. That's yeah. That's the thing. Like they're, they're hungry for it and they, 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 we need to create more of that. So that's Hollywood for freedoms mission is to like connect all those different points, the production companies that have the scripts and, 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 and the projects to get done with investors and distributors, right? Some of them get the movies out and they have the funds to do it, connect them with all the industry professionals that are on our database, right? Put those right. things together and just get this content made. Yes. And I think, I think, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they made this on a shoestring budget. I want to yeah. say the handful, like single digit millions, mm-hmm. um, not not tens of millions, certainly not hundreds of millions, but they yeah. made a really good film with with good actors and yeah. a great crew and everything seemed to me to be very professional and very well done. They did it for a few million dollars. Yeah. So to me, it's like, I don't know, talk to me about that, Tatum. Is this a model that we should all be pursuing? I mean, a lot of people can gather a few investors together and maybe maybe put together a few million dollars to put out really quality material. Like top right. notch, top notch material, right? For sure. And I think, I mean, it didn't get the uh, that as big of a theatrical run as I mean, it was a battle in to get that in the theaters, and that there's a whole lots of different stories that go along with that. But yeah, they have maybe more of a marketing budget to be able to kind of get the word out there even more, or you know, to be able to afford even more screens and things like that. Like, I think that's where like higher end investors coming in and and be and seeing the vision and catching it. And, you know, increasing that budget from 7 million to, you know, 14 million just in marketing and getting sure. the word out, right? So more people can see it. I think that would help uh, help a movie. But again, the, the movie itself and the content and stuff, it, it's going to be under attack and it's going to be, you know, the enemy's going to do whatever he can to, to stop that thing from being seen by people. And it's just, it's it won't. It's 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 going to continue. Even though it's out of the theaters now, it's on streaming, it's going to continue to have an audience. It's, it's a kind of movie that's going to impact you. Whoever sees it's going to tell somebody else, you have to see this movie. You have to see this movie. Yeah. So it's going to yeah. continue to have legs and, and ongoing. But yeah, like if, but yes, as far as, but, but back to like the model of, you can make really, really good quality content if you have the right team and the right script, you know, and, and the, the, the right, um, what's the word, uh, passion to get it done. Right. Yes. Yeah. Which is what they did. And mission, yeah. a mission about the film, the project. Right. Yeah. So is that a new model? I mean, it, it's, it's one model, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, we could be making movies for $5 million. We could be making movies for $20 million. You know, like, you, you know, we, we can, it just, it depends on, again, those investors putting in that money and, and, and catching the vision and being a, wanting to be a part of making a difference. Right. And right. Again, we're that connection point for all those people. So, I mean, we're looking, we're looking for people and investors that have that kind of money that see the problem and, and see that uh, solutions out there are, are getting into storytelling and telling stories and, and showing people that like there's other ways to see things. Other right. than, you know, the CNN or all the different news channels that are all corrupted and just being run and they're all saying the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And they're just showing, like, showing propaganda, rah, yeah. rah, rah, go, go, go government, go, you know, all that crap, you know, red yeah. versus blue team, red yeah. team, blue. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, we just, we want to connect all those, all those points and, and again, create, and this is what I, this is kind of the thing I come back to, like my wife and I, we, I, I, I don't know if I mentioned this that night, but I think I did. Um, 
at this at the screening, but like we've been in Hollywood for years. I've been here since '94. You know, just trying oh, to wow. be a light in that in the darkness of of Hollywood that's getting darker and darker. Yeah, but it's time to like really we're moving outside of it, and we're going to create our own. Uh, you know, economy over here, uh, alternate universe, if you will, and just yeah. make this light shine so bright that it can still penetrate the darkness from the outside. Right. So that it, it gives people uh, somewhere to escape to, and they can still see there's hope. Right. And Creating that alternative, right? Yeah. That alternate unit or the parallel economy parallel people economy talk about all the time. Universe. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just showing people that like, hey, even if we don't come into Hollywood and take it over directly, maybe the model is creating this alternate possibility and just kind of realizing that we can make art, we can, people can make films, music, what have you, they can do it. Even podcasts, large and small, um, these things can all be done and they don't have to even, they might not supplant or even replace eventually they will, but they might just be an alternate thing, a parallel economy. And they're going to come in. There's a place for it. There's oxygen for it. There's a want a real demand for these kinds of things and hopefully they flourish. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think we're seeing some of that. I hope the, the, the real beginnings of that. Yeah. Um, in, in the arts and whatnot. Yeah. And Let I mean, me ask, and it, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that. And, and again, I think it's back to like, just looking at these screenings and the amount of people that showed up for this, like there's, there's a need and a want and a, and a hunger for the content that we're talking about creating and doing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that's evident. Um, especially with the the success too of the big one, you know, recently at least, yeah. uh, Sound of Freedom and some of those things. Yeah. That should be a slam dunk, of course. Um, we were discussing, but uh, in terms of your industry colleagues, then mm-hmm. um, whether that's actors, whether that's uh, the people behind the camera, um, yeah. or even producers, investors, um, all up and down the chain, are are more and more of those people beginning to kind of just feel out of place and maybe even leave, you know, Hollywood or LA um, mm-hmm. proper? Are they starting to have to go out of state? Um, are, are you seeing this or is that is that maybe exaggerated in terms of just geographically where these projects get made? Yeah, I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's out of, out of the bounds of, uh, of, the, of reality, right? Like the, people are exiting. There is a, there is an exodus from here, right? There's a lot of, I mean, Nashville obviously has got the Daily Wire and everything that's going on there. And there's a big contingent in Texas. I've been talking to some guys in Idaho. Like there's, it's, hmm. it's, it's spreading out and, and it's, it's different than like, you know, 20 years ago. I mean, we're, you know, if you're shooting a movie in Montana, you know, because of the location and great, you're going there, but the, the your hub is still LA, right? Like right. production, but production companies and studios, not necessarily the major studios, but, smaller independent studios they're building them in like dallas and they're building them like in tennessee carolina atlanta they're they're building them other places right because california is such a it's unfortunate that um you know just the the rules and the regulations and newsom and everything that that guy's doing like it's just unsavory to like even be here right now we haven't been called out of that us Personally, if that, that becomes an interesting question, what about you guys? We haven't, God hasn't called us out. I mean, we're very connected with our church yeah. and, and somebody's got to stay here and fight. I, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that someday we won't move out of here, you know, right. but I mean, if we all move, then 
you know, we lose California and as California goes, the other, the rest of the nation goes, you've heard that, right? Yeah. I mean, so, you know, I mean, we're still here in the fight. There's a lot of people that are going, but that doesn't mean we're not still connected with those other people, right? And still be able to kind of utilize our, our people here and our people, when I say our people here, when I say in Hollywood Freedom, we have people, you know, from across the country as a part of Hollywood for Freedom. So we're, and ultimately, you know, down the road, we'll have different, fa- you know, Hollywood for Freedom factions in different sections of the, of the, of the country. Right. Right. You know, right. What do, they, what do they call them? The regional offices or what, you know, whatever you want to refer yeah, to. Them right. As. You have know little I mean? franchises, right? Yeah. All so we're, gonna, we're, 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 you know, eventually the goal would be to be all over the place. Right. So, yeah. Um, does that answer the question? I don't really remember the question. Though. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, just thinking about this, you know, broadly about, yeah. you no, know, you mentioned Newsom, oh, California moving, yeah. being very inhospitable to yeah. businesses and industries. And of course we've been talking about Hollywood movie making entertainment industry. Um, right. Things are very difficult. I know they're very expensive unions and whatnot. I'm sure there's tons that I don't even know about in terms of regulations and this and that. But the sad thing is, I feel like there are a lot of people who their home is California, our home is California. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people maybe are being driven out because of the totally onerous, difficult, almost impossible rules, regulations, and laws that dictate and govern so many industries. So not just entertainment and maybe movie making, yeah. but I'm thinking of, of things that, you know, that I knew, know very well here in the Central Valley, you know, inland California, I'm thinking of like California's energy industry, mm-hmm. oil and gas industry, which is being decimated right now. The state won't give drilling permits. I'm thinking about maybe the mining industry, mm-hmm. which is really important. You know, there are a lot of a lot of mineral resources here in this state. I'm thinking about agriculture, certainly, and water regulations. That's the scary thing, Tatum, is that yeah. there are so many proud Californians even outside of the entertainment industry. Right. And, and I know that a lot of people, you know, in the Midwest or the rest of the country might think of California, kind of roll their eyes. They're thinking of like people roller skating, Muscle Beach, you know, Venice Beach and Hollywood. Right. Yeah. But there's so much more to this diverse state than just that kind of entertainment industry and people roller skating at Muscle Beach. Right. Yeah. There are there are a lot of there are a lot of people in like flyover country, California, so to speak, that. Right might have to get up and leave, might have to pull up the stakes and leave. And they don't want to, but the state is being run into the ground. And am, am I right or am I wrong on that? No, you know, you know I, I mean, I, I think you're right. And the thing is, it's like, it's just, it's the problem is it's the people in power. Of course. Right? It's the people in power. Cause like, like you said, the vast majority of this state doesn't really think that way. Right. But somehow, again, it comes back to that evil, you, you know, agenda and evil taking over and they've kind of have control of the power positions right now and it's affecting everybody else. Right. So, and I mean, the cost of living is is insane. And like, I mean, it's crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. And California, I get it will always be a little, at least a little bit more expensive than other places because people like to live by the ocean maybe or what have you. But Yeah. yeah, you're right. Cost of living, just that right there, exclamation point it's been made so much worse because of building regulations and environmental regulations and CEQA and everything on down the line. Just every governmental action makes this place less hospitable, more difficult to live and settle in, yeah. I feel like. And it's I a think, shame because this yeah. is the golden state. 
right? For a reason, uh, metaphorically and mm-hmm. well, figuratively, but I'm talking metaphorically. This has yeah. always been the place of of dreams and dreamers and beauty and kind of achieving, you know, the the American dream, right? And it's like, yeah. do we really need to run this ship into the ground? No, <laughs> let's know, not right? do that. Yeah, like what? It's almost, but it's like, you know, trying to grab the wheel right now. It's like, it's like, it's really like, you know, spinning so fast. Like, how do you grab it to stop it? You know, it's like, but again, like I said, we're here, we're in the fight here and we're, I mean, yeah. So for Hollywood, Hollywood for freedom, um, what are kind of some of the fundamental, um, fundamental actions and activities that. That you, I know sponsoring some events, which is really cool, like Nefarious Movie Night. Yeah. Is it is it largely kind of a network then for industry professionals? As you kind of mentioned a little bit about that, is yeah, that well, a lot of the work that Hollywood for Freedom does? Is connecting people, you know, one to another, yeah, you know, with each other. So we came hard out of the out of the gate, doing events and gatherings and getting people together, right? And we kind of built that community. We've right. uh, in more recent months kind of pulled back from focusing on that and, and turning our focus to yes, let's find those investors and those distributors and those production companies now. Now that we've built up our database, we have to find those people to right. connect those two sides, right? So a lot of our effort and things that we're doing now moving forward is is with that in mind, trying to connect those two sides so that um, free thinkers can connect and create this content. Now, we're, we're, we're the connection point. We're, we're not a production company. And there's a, a lot of people that are involved in even our exec team. We have our own production companies, right? But Hollywood for Freedom itself is is the umbrella that's connecting. It's a connection point, right? We're that bridge. We're bridging the gap between those two sides. But our focus now is finding more investors, producer, uh, production companies, and and distributor type right. people and entities, and getting the word to them. Getting the word out is, is it, right? So we we actually need investors to like fund us to kind of keep moving forward and doing what we're doing in order to make those connections. Right. So there's a kind right. of two different ways that we're looking at investment, right? Invest us for the day-to-day operations so we can keep moving and getting the word out and then invest in being a part of our vision and our goal of creating better content, moral, you know, moral compass type content, American value type stuff. Right. So right. those are the investors that see that kind of thing and want to be a part of making stories and films and you know tv shows um invest that way as well so that's that that's kind of where our focus has shifted recently i mean we'll 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 probably still do a year end like our year end uh, event uh you know we do like a little christmas gathering that's still on the calendar do like a you know that kind of do a fundraiser if if you will at the end of the year um but that'll be a, a gathering get people together and um but more focused on really getting people back to work. Yeah. Really what it is. Let me ask you, um, if, cause I don't know the specifics or the details. Are the, the Vax mandates still in place or did they quietly kind of roll those back? I, I would imagine last year or so what's get, the status there in terms of people getting to work? So get this, they, they literally, they kept extending it and extending it up until I think it was May of literally May of this year. They finally <sighs> dropped those. Wow altogether right so now and the thing is they dropped them they're like if anyone's still on them and using them you can still use them for your current production <laughs> like they still try <laughs> to hang on like i was like what's wrong with you people so they were officially kind of dropped but here's the thing like 
tomorrow somebody says something about the next pandemic, I mean, they, they just slap those things back in place. They're all set up now. All their little rules and regulations, they can just put them right back in place. Yeah. And, right. you know, then we're back to subject to them, right? Again, that's why we don't want to even be involved over there, right? We don't even want to have to worry about that. So, oh, yeah. It's, but yeah, but no, it, it literally took, what, three years for them to kind of finally drop, drop that stuff? Like, crazy. That's incredible. May 2023. I, right. <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, then we look at people on top of the pyramid, and I'm thinking, my God, Pfizer has the best marketing people on the planet. I swear. Pfizer and Moderna, well, especially Moderna, they didn't even have products that work before. Well, they still don't, but um, right. it's incredible. It's like, I guess they're kind of on top of the globalist bad guy pyramid. If they can, you know, get everyone to, to jump and, or to say how high whenever they're, they say jump, um, man, what a, yeah. what a business model, right? If you right. can force people to, to buy your product. They, they made so much money off of these shots. Like it's, it's, it's obscene. It's sick. Yeah. It's like shots that don't even, they, they actually, they do do something. They hurt you. <laughs> they right, literally right. have the ability to kill you. These shots that they're t- making people take like unbelievable. Yeah. It's, it's really shocking. Uh, it, it's absolutely incredible. And I, I know people then are, you know, say, Oh, that's conspiracy theory. Everyone who takes it doesn't die and blah, blah, blah. You know, we've been around and around this before. Yeah. It, the science is clear. Well, the data are out there. I don't want to invoke the science, but the data are there. We can see it. We know that that um, that a lot of infirmities, um, y- your risk of those infirmities goes up quite a bit um, with yeah. with the shots. But now at this point, I don't know if I can put this on YouTube, but I guess we'll find <laughs> out if, if I get a strike. Rumble, here we come. Oh, um, but uh well i'm glad to hear that the the mandates were finally lifted in may of 2023 just two and a half months ago or whatever yeah and now you know uh, now they're like all in strike mode and everything right like i'm like yeah and really quickly what is for maybe those of us who aren't as intimately familiar is that a writer's and like an actor's strike now did it expand or what's the status of well, that? well it started with the writer. writers about writers have been on strike for about three months right and then right um, okay they're trying that's the whole the big part of that is AI trying to take over and they're reducing the numbers of writers in the writer's yeah. room, right? And just leaving it up to AI to write some nonsense. <laughs> right. But, um, and then uh, the SAG, Screen Actors Guild, joined, I don't know, joined the strike, but they st- they started striking, you know, a month ago or okay. two weeks ago as well. Same thing, right? Like taking likenesses and then just using that for it, ever and not ever paying people. So back to the mm-hmm. whole AI thing is a big part of what this strike's about. But, um, you look, I, I, I renounced my membership to the union a while back and like, uh, well, I mean, I stopped caring really because they yeah. weren't sticking up for our rights, right? They, they, look, they, they get, they get more upset about people getting paid correctly as opposed to like standing up for someone's right to put like a experimental drug in their body and could potentially kill them. Right, right. Or a cloth diaper that. over their, f- yeah, right, they're right. Gonna, but, you know, they'll stand like, well, don't get, you know, you've got to get paid more, which is fine. But, like, the fact that they weren't standing up for our medical freedom, like, forget it. Like, what's wrong with you guys? So it's a downward spiral all the way around over there yeah. as far as I'm concerned. And, um, but there's, you know, there are a lot of independent projects and, you know, even non-union stuff, things that are happening because they're not tied to the union. Even even that union stuff, like, they're they're – they're writing exemptions. There's, they have like waivers and stuff that you can still do projects under a union type. Con. It's so, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm trying to get too involved in it, but anymore. Yeah. 
Oh, it's got to be frustrating, you know, yeah. all the little carve-outs and exceptions for, you know, who you know or what union you're in, perhaps. Yeah. And I don't even know the details of it, but uh, yeah. um, that is frustrating. I, I wish you guys the best. That's that's a difficult milieu to navigate, I would imagine, these days, the past three years especially. Um, yeah. But, that, but it, I, it's, I, it's all ahead. about back to creating our own universe, doing our own thing, and, you yeah. know, I mean, not worrying about, you know, the powers that be over there that are, I mean, not to give out the, the, the national board of SAG, like they're just, they're just uh, power hungry individuals that are making all the decisions. And they never, they never went to the, the membership, right. On the vaccine thing. They just imposed that stuff. And they said, this is what we're doing. Never went to the membership to take a vote or anything. Right. Yeah. Not that it wouldn't have gone through because who knows, you know, everyone in there like kind of clueless on, on that probably at the start anyways, but, they did the same. They kind of did the same thing with uh, the strike thing. They they they, they went out, to call for a vote to strike. So the membership said, "Yeah, let's strike." And then next thing you know, they the board's like, "Well, we're going to extend that. We're not going to strike quite yet. We're going to wait for a month." And all hmm. the membership were like, "What do you mean? We just voted to strike?" And they, they you know, they got to taste their own medicine. How, how you like me now? That's how we felt like you know two years ago when they weren't standing yeah. up for our rights. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah, I've, I've never been a big unions guy, um, but I'm like, man, if you're going to do one thing, at least protect your members, you know, their their private yeah. medical choices and their right to work without being injected with, you know, experimental um, yeah. concoction A or experimental yeah. concoction B, right? Yes. Bare minimum. For sure. But they, alas, they did not. So, Yeah, alas, indeed. Um well, Tatum, I really yeah. appreciate your time today. I don't want to keep you too long, but well, before we wrap up, um, I know we kind of talked a lot about Hollywood for Freedom. Yeah. Where can people get in contact with Hollywood for Freedom if yeah. they want to support your mission or you personally? Um, give us all your the social media uh, connections. Yeah, so go to HollywoodforFreedom.com. If, if you're in the industry or an industry professional, you want to join the database, you can go to HollywoodforFreedom.com. And join the database there. If you want to just get our newsletter, you can you know sign up for that and get you know information and be informed of what's going on with us um, and be on the you know. But if you're in that database and you're part of the email list, then as projects come up and they we're looking for certain things, then we're gonna you know we'll reach out to you and let you know like the projects that are what they're looking for. So that's a good thing about being a part of the database if if you're an industry professional. If you want to just support us and and you know go to the website and just you could donate there. Um, we're 501c4, uh, officially, so you can uh, make donations there. Um, and Instagram, we're on Instagram. I mean, we're shadow banned like crazy, but we are there Hollywood for freedom. Uh, we've got some other different accounts. My wife kind of runs all that stuff. Like she's kind of the heart and soul of, of the behind the scenes of Hollywood for freedom, right? Like she makes right. the, the engine run. So, um, but yeah, I think that the main, the main place to go would be the website. Um, Very cool do everything through that. Yeah, definitely connect up with us on um, at the website and then also California Liberty Project um, on Instagram. I interact with a lot of folks there, which is great. Um, send Hollywood for Freedom or Tatum, or myself, or, you know, Tatum's wife. Send us messages. Uh, we love to, to chat, uh, joke around, send memes back and forth, what, what have you, um, on Instagram or other social media too. Um, <laughs> Well, that being said, well, thank you very much, Tatum, for coming back on the show. You're welcome anytime. And, uh, of course, we, we hope to see you again in the, the near future at uh, maybe another great event, Hollywood for Freedom. There you go. 
Thanks for having me, Greg. Awesome. Thank you very much. This has been the California Liberty Project Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, share it with others, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter.